should sync it up for us. All right. You hear it all right? Yeah, I hear it. Sweet. Well, Zoe Savage. Hey. Hola. Como estas? Thanks for coming. Thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I think this is like a special podcast because me and you talked about this for a little while. And um, and I guess kind of started out is that we, I interviewed your uh, boyfriend as like my second podcast ever so it's really second ever yeah second ever so it's kind of cool that i gotta say that one i saved that one i didn't listen to it right away and he got upset kind of like why wouldn't you listen to it oh really i actually i was like there's gonna be a day that i need it more than today honestly so yeah if you want to kind of explain that a little bit you know like why you were saving it yes i was saving it um he uh joined the United States Army and he left for basic training and I knew that there was and it was in the middle of a fire season and so I was like I know there's going to be a day that I need to hear his melodic tones yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah his, his beautiful golden pipes yeah yeah, God, he's, yeah he sounded great huh like I mean that guy's got a great voice he know? has a really good podcast voice you know what I mean and yeah. I I think that was actually one of the first things I noticed about him was that I was like, that's a good voice. That's a good radio voice. Yeah. You no, know, people have like radio voices where, especially if they're at work uh, in the, are the field that we participate in, it's like they all have their own radio voice. And sometimes people will be like, oh, I got to say that. Okay, okay. Zula Dispatch. <laughs> they get really low. I yeah. think they think they sound cooler, and that's it's true. It is, yeah, it's totally true. Like I kind of like I didn't know I was really even doing it, and they were giving me a little bit of shit in Dispatch <laughs> yeah. last year. They're like, oh, you know, like smooth jazz with Luke Barrett. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know I'm doing it, but I guess it's coming out that way. That's how I think everybody. I think it happens to most people. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because like Joy, you know, me and Joy were talking about, and Joy's done Dispatch forever, and, mm-hmm. and she was talking about like how different she sounds, and she really does. Like I, I recognize her voice, but like. If you're just having a conversation with her, you know, like, it sounds different to me, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when you were in dispatch? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah. And then, and nobody from the district that I was initially working at knew that oh. I was their dispatcher for so many fires. And really? Like, uh, yeah. I came back and I was like, oh, I dispatched that fire. And they're like, oh, you what? Yeah. <laughs> Where were you when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Open dispatch, helping you guys out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They so just I, didn't recognize it. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's weird. Like mm-hmm. even like you know, I'm editing this all the time. Like I, and you know, I know it's me because I'm like doing it, but it still mm-hmm. sounds so weird, like foreign. You know, because what I hear in my brain, even like right now with the headphones on, is different than what's coming through. You know, mm-hmm. so it's still strange. I'm experiencing that as well. Yeah, right. That's like, and but it's weird once you get the headphones in, though you kind of lock in, right? You're like, yeah, all right, in yeah. the podcast mode. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like we're in the middle of a mission. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like time to get after mm. something. I don't know. Conversation. <laughs> Open I guess. your mouth and speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so to like tie that in with uh, you holding on the podcast, like us doing this podcast. Hopefully, like it'll give. I don't know if he's got like any phone access yet, but like hopefully during training, he'll get a minute to decompress and you know turn this on and get to hear your voice you know in return that'd be super sweet be sweet if he, he wanted to hear my voice like that um yeah honestly uh they don't get a lot of phone access but they'd get more than they would have and more than i think they would have like oh, really? obviously when we think that people go to basic training they like don't get to call home it's like almost completely silent yeah. radio silence and um and he's called three times. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mostly, we're mostly just sending letters, you know? 
Yeah. Which is nice. That is kind of cool. He Old always school. draws me little doodles. Does he really? Yeah, and he requested that I draw him doodles back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need you to return this. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, he's called a couple times, and all three of those times I've been at work, and oh. I only got to answer him ooh, twice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. And dang. one was just like a. Like, a, I've been received by the U.S. military. And oh, was, was like, that one? Yeah, it wasn't like a, and he was like, this is it, this is it. <laughs> he uh, just wanted me to yell, Leroy Jenkins <laughs> in the <laughs> background. Yeah. He wanted you to yell then? Yeah, he oh. wanted me to do it. And I was oh. like, shit, I guess so, let's go. Did, did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, that is awesome. He goes, he goes this is it, this is it. <laughs> really? And then yeah. you just let it go? <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. That, that probably helped cute. him get through. That's really cute. That's mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Like that's uh, man, I love it. Like you know, and you guys being in fire, and it doesn't you, you know, this isn't just fire exclusive, but it seems like a lot of couples that I've met that are both in fire are like the funnest to be around because like both of them have kind of a similar sense of humor. I would agree. Yeah, I feel like they're more goofy. More, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and almost more like yeah, more goofy and, and carefree, you know, and not so like yeah. sensitive to other things. Maybe I don't know. Like yeah, no, I've definitely noticed that um, when I first met him, actually. Uh, some of the some of the jokes he would make, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's a lot." And then yeah. I got into fire, and I was like, Haha, "That makes sense." Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. well, well, even like, yeah, because I think I initially met you at the Grizz game, right? The Grizz hockey game. I, you know, I I didn't remember that it was specifically at that Grizz hockey game, but yeah. I do remember meeting you, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> you were so stoked, so freaking excited. You're like, my girlfriend pregnant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. she like opened her coat and we we're all like, oh my God, this yeah, is so cool. Yeah, bones in the oven. And I was like super mm-hmm. stoked. I didn't know, you know, I hadn't talked to Nick in a while. So like, I didn't know where he was. You know, I thought maybe mm-hmm. he's already shipped off. So I was like super stoked to see him. And oh, it was like, yeah. cool to meet you. So that's why it sticks mm-hmm. in my head so much. Aww. And then, you know, like the first Grizz game. And then, you know, I kind of forget. And then we work together and, you know, like, because my little brain doesn't work too good so like i didn't like recognize you until you're like oh i'm next you know girlfriend i'm like oh yeah i forgot we met you know and um yeah yeah yeah, you kind of jog my my memory on that (laughs) and then like i don't know if it was like that same day or like a few days later you're like making like soap jokes and talking about like putting <laughs> yeah. putting root wads on people and i was like oh man that's kind of dark but yeah so i never so even get along i definitely um Made an imprint with the Steve I crew uh, because uh, while we were going through our S212, our saw class, yeah, um, we were talking about root wads and how dangerous they are if you just like cut the whole tree off and the root wad can fall back over. And then yeah. I chimed in, I go, yeah, it's a really great place to hide a body. And they, <laughs> that stuck with me for the entire season and yeah. they never let that go. And then I hear other people say it every once in a while, you know, like, watch that root wad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, where's Zoe? Yeah, <laughs> there's, exactly. a, there's a really nice root wad right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of bullied them into being nice to me because of that one. Oh, no, you just, you just scared them into being nice to you? Like, yeah. Zoe, you want, you want some candy? Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, you need some food. Then, and then um, the soap thing, uh, to elaborate on the soap thing, yeah. um, I got really into the idea of making soap, and it's really comforting to watch soap videos. Oh. Like, to go to sleep. I know that sounds weird. No, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like they're, it looks like, they're like making fudge. Oh. And so it looks satisfying to like watch them cut it oh, for yeah. some reason. I don't know. It's like it's like Play-Doh. How do they cut it? Um, I'm picturing like ice cube tray, like old school. Uh, uh, you know how um, like say people that do pottery like cut clay with that wire. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they have like a, a wire on a stand and they like cut the clay off of it. It's yeah. like that, but it's a contraption that you like close a lid on it. Oh wow! Yeah, and then the wires go through the the loaf of soap. Oh, uh, wow. But but the point, the joke about the soap was that uh, you there is um, 
a very dark time in history, having something to do with the Holocaust and making soap out of human body fat. Yeah. And so when I said, so somebody asked, like, can you make, like, soap out of humans? And I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, yup. And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they always say that I was the one that started that, but... Somebody else drove me to look that up and uh, find true. that information. Yeah, and, but I was always known as the person that might turn you into soap if you're not nice. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I heard coming in. I was like, I, yeah. knew, I knew I was going to get along with you. Like, yeah, that's awesome. uh, yeah. yeah. So you don't make soap then? Well. <laughs> <laughs> not yet? Is there it's, it's not like, it, this is a real soap nerd moment, but like, it's not like real cold process soap or hot process soap. I've only ever uh, played around with uh melt and pour which is just pre-made soap that you melt in the microwave and then you oh. can color it and scent it however you want and cast it in whatever mold you want and that's like the beginner step to making soap i would say that's uh, more than a hundred maybe not a hundred but like 95 percent of people i know have done like yeah you know, the like, melt and pour yeah. yeah because like i don't know anyone who's actually even made soap but that i can think of off the top of my head i'm sure i have some like artist friends that have maybe dabbled but i can't think of anybody Really? So, I mean, that's, I'm just saying that's like mm-hmm. rare, you know, like I don't think anybody's even taking that step, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I, I also wondered that too. I ended up starting to see people, more people that make soap or like going to farmer's markets and like actually looking for the stalls of people that make soap. Oh yeah. Um, just because I wanted to see what was going on, what's out there. The, there's like a little tiny culture yeah. around soap making. And then I, I was like before i thought about soap i never would have noticed and now i notice that like a lot of people do it but that's just because i'm looking for it that yeah no it totally makes sense yeah because you, you wouldn't pay attention until it's like in your wheelhouse you know at least exactly. that's how i work at least yeah and yeah it seems it seems pretty cool because it seems like an art form you know like all the colors and scents and everything and especially the scents i mean that's a that's a talent you know like getting something together i, I know you got like your typical like eucalyptus and mm. lavenders Lavender's and stuff. a big one <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a reason for it though you know mm-hmm. stuff yeah, awesome. you can actually make like uh soaps that have a scene in them so like you can make Whoa. a like a uh scene of like a sunset oh, or, cool. or like a mountainscape or something like that, that in was, your soap that was light and fluffy i thought you're gonna go somewhere a little darker <laughs> 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 and you know it is it is like halloween eve so that's kind of cool you know oh shit i forgot about that yeah i was gonna have some like displays or something but ghost here and i threw it i think on the last podcast we would have given it a name oh i didn't even think about that i haven't even named, like, named it i don't know steven or something steven, <laughs> steven <laughs> the ghost that a, sits there on the table yeah so kind of scary not not very scary name i was gonna say scary <laughs> i think it has to be a not scary name just for the just for the fun just for the yeah because it is a ghost and it's scary anyway so you don't need to name it like yeah i mean yeah. I- if anything a ghost was once a person right oh yeah so it could so uh, i'm just gonna have regular people names <laughs> that's true yeah i'm not a lot of funny steves too so it'd be kind of funny like exactly. have a funny ghost you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's fun so yeah like all right I'm, I'm i'm naming him steve then <laughs> steve well yeah so even though there is no like ghost display here he's actually there now because we called up that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro- so bro- bro- brought him into the podcast you know maybe something some kind of demonic <laughs> thing like that steve <laughs> <laughs> steve the ghost steve the ghost hanging out yeah. could, could be i mean who knows where this camper's been i mean it's been in my family since mm-hmm. brand new but i mean who knows what, what's happened something might have come to inhabit it during yeah. its its sitting time you know yes but yeah sit in the field for like 20 years that's a good point mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of dead mice i know that for I sure i was just thinking i was going to be like it's probably steven's probably a dead mouse honestly no <laughs> that would make a lot of sense because I, I pulled a lot of skeletons out of this place of oh mice. damn 
Yeah, it was weird. I was mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm ever going to get hantavirus, this is going to be the day. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like, it was funny. I had like, uh, like those old dish soap, you know, like long sleeve gloves on, you know, like mm-hmm. dishwashing soap, yeah. like uh, gloves, and then a uh, bottle of bleach, like the strong stuff in one hand, oh. and then the shot back in the other hand. I'm just like spraying everything. <laughs> shot back and you came in strapped. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think I lost your brain cells. <laughs> that stuff you didn't so open strong. enough windows. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I did not. I oh thought I had this gosh. whole place open, but maybe, maybe it was not like enough. a it was like a how clean is your house moment. Do you ever do you, have you ever seen that show? No, it's almost like a, a reality a TV show where these two ladies go to people's houses oh. and like open the door to find just like a horrific dirty house, oh and my then God. they're they're kind of like their brand is to like go through and do some science stuff and then teach people skills to like keep their houses clean and not yeah. dangerous oh. um but one of the things that i always remember from that show was that they had those long gloves but they always like glued gems on them and had oh. like fre- like feathers around the cuffs and oh. they were like they were fancy and they yeah. were they were about to get to business yeah. <laughs> like I was like, those, those fancy ladies in their cleaning gloves and they yeah. look like they yeah high I mean, fashion that is, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to ever use those gloves again, so I didn't. I didn't fancy them up. I just yeah, no. burned them pretty much. I mean, <laughs> no, it was they went. definitely just for a reality TV <laughs> show that they <laughs> yeah. did that. But we we would we would always think about that every once in a while. We'd be like, well, why don't we get some of those and just like I've got ones at home that are purple and have cheetah print around the cuff. Like, yeah, see, you look pretty well it, clean. It's up. just it's just for fun, you know. It's, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm like, 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 put my fancy gloves on. Yeah, I think it's funny. You mm-hmm. know, I, I would yeah, like I said, I would have kept them for this, but oh, you wouldn't want to keep those ones. That's okay. There's you some things you, you just can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's a smell on those things that would not go away. Ooh, yeah. that's gnarly. Oh, it was, wow. Yeah, it was bad. But apparently, like, uh, those mice didn't have Haunta or somehow avoided it. Or maybe it was just still dormant in the old system. <laughs> it's brewing. You're just waiting to come out. <laughs> yeah. So one day, oh, that was brutal. But now it's all clean and uh, definitely heavily bleached. So. This is lovely. Yeah, it's not bad, right? This is, this is very lovely. Yeah, I just worried that, like, when I first saw it, I'm like, no one's going to want to come in here and podcast. <laughs> you know? Oh, are you kidding me? This is perfect. Well, I mean, now, though, like mm-hmm. when, I first, when I first opened the door, though. Oh, oof, I see. Nightmare. That one. <laughs> Open the gates. Yeah, I was like, oh, good God. Just burn it. I'm just going to burn this thing down. Oh, I'll find another one. But, you know, I couldn't let it go, me and the family, you know. I'm so scared of your hair. Stay. I'm so scared of your hair catching fire. Like, it's not going to, I don't think, but, like, the light is, like, right there. Can you feel the heat? It's not significant, actually. Can you feel yours? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I got the product in the hair. I got to be a little more careful. Wait, you telling me I don't have product in my hair? Do you have that? I don't know. I just You can see that I have. I can't see that you have yours. Gel. Yeah. You, you got that gel? Well, it's like, uh, I mean, yes, but it's <laughs> like fancy, like pomade. Oh, like a fiber wax pomade oh, type? Oh, yeah, fiber mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what you used. <laughs> I, I, I bought it and I don't know what it is. There like, is, in fact, hairspray in my hair, and if it catches fire, we had a crazy time. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> trying to think where, there, where the fire extinguisher is. I know there's a hose You're like, oh, God. Yeah, like, <laughs> the mind of a first responder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is it? All right. In a case of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I would just, like, exit, try to stick my head in the ground like an ostrich. I would just be, yeah, and I'd be like a dog. Trying to put dirt on it. (laughs) (laughs) Put that thing out. There's dirt in the dirt. It'll cool off. (laughs) Hold hold still, Zoe. (laughs) Let me just pour this kombucha all over you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking I can just shake it up and just spray it on (laughs) you. 
no problem. Phone <laughs> me like the fire extinguisher anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, might have to we, cap, yeah, cap we got solutions. Second. Guess yeah. what? We got solutions. Just problem solvers. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what we are. <laughs> uh, so you were fl- not to change subjects, but uh, I was just thinking about this, and I was trying hard not to ask you about it. And we talked about this a second ago, but like you were flying like a uh, pair. Paragliding? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I actually started the paragliding process kind of a long time ago. Oh, but cool. I ended up going on my first high flights as like a like the sole pilot of that glider. Yeah. Uh just like a couple weeks ago. Like oh, really? Like last week. It was sometime within the past ten days and then the last two were uh yesterday morning and then the day before that evening and Oh was, so yeah, it's yesterday morning was slow was solo and the the evening before you said? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. What? How was that first solo run? Oh, oh damn! Um, Just like unreal. <coughs> Got to clear my throat with this one. Yeah. Um, Tell me everything. Okay. Okay. I spent the whole day um, just like chilling. Honestly, I like yeah. I was just like trying not to think about it, and even though I wasn't actively frightened by the idea of going to do my first high flight that evening. Yeah. Um, I knew though that I was like, I got to take it easy or I could end up being nervous about it. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. So then you have this whole hike up that you have all the time to feel whatever (laughs) it is you need to feel before you get up there. And, uh, it's like a highs and lows on the way up or, well, I thought that's what I was saying. I was like, I think there might be a chance that I, I get nervous about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I've been waiting to do this for a long time. And then like, I was trying to wrap my head around the idea of being so far off the ground in a meat sack with minimum, minimal protection. If that makes sense. Like obviously mm-hmm. you have safety procedures in place. You wear a helmet, you, you know, there's all sorts of little things that you do to stay safe while you fly. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that you're just a meat sack and that the ground exists. You know, the the sky's fine. It's the ground that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gravity's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, But so I I just like, I ended up being really focused just because I'd been waiting so long for that event. Yeah. That makes sense. No, totally. And I was like, I know that it's going to be like a, almost a life changing moment not because like anything is really going to be different after this but that's like a an experience people can't take away from you yeah and and there's nowhere else to get that experience and it's something that not everybody does you know it is a very small pool of people on this planet that will fly a glider fly a paraglider um and there's no other reason for that like you know what i mean other than just like generally speaking people don't want to be in danger (laughs) yeah totally and you know i've never flown one but i've you know flown a few parachutes and the only thing i could have that was like similar is i caught a you know bunch of up air a few times on Mm -hmm. uh, jumps and so i felt like more that like kind of flying what i imagine a glider would feel like a little bit more you know like um you know like actually i don't even know how to say it but like you you can catch like thermals on the glider you like the pros do and they can go a long ways so it's kind of like what the closest thing i guess i could imagine for that but it was it was weird feeling like I just kind of rose up, and then I was just staring at the plane for a mm. while. <laughs> I like, oh. can imagine that just being picked right back up and being like, ah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, that's where I jumped out of it. It's like flying, flying circles around <laughs> me below me. I was like, ah. Oh, You're like, damn, thermals? Yeah, I'm going to be here for a minute, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, those flights, they have uh, sp- specific parameters for beginners to oh, fly. So it's always like 10, it's like west winds or southwest winds. Uh 
you know, zero to 10. Oh, gotcha. Um, you know, there, there's specifics and I, yeah. I'm not as versed with those yet as say like the instructors, obviously, but, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, it was pretty easy air. Oh, cool. Um, basically what ends up happening. Um, so the glider, how do I describe this? Yeah, no worries. The, so when you launch, mm-hmm. you're not actually flying. Oh, really? Like, you're not actually flying a glider most of the time. It is actually just descending very slowly. Oh, gotcha. And then, so a flight is actually just a really slow descent. Oh, And then yeah. uh, a thermal, say if you're going to ride thermals, which is a, a, a step beyond, like, your typical lap, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, For folks who don't know, thermal is just, like, hot air rising, right? Yeah, it's a mass of hot air that uh, begins at the Earth's surface, and as it... Uh, get some some oh what's the word i want some thickness to it um so it, it's just like it grows into a little bit bigger of a mass and eventually it is hot enough and big enough that it, it moves upward heat rises yeah, and yeah. then air comes in underneath it to replace it when you thermal in a glider uh the mass of hot air the thermal is rising faster than you are descending Oh. So you end up uh, being picked up oh, and gotcha. you start ascending with that thermal, but just at a slower rate than it is ascending. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good description <laughs> of it. I just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I, you know, just from smoke jumping, I just, mm-hmm. you know, got the definition of like, there's up air, there's down air. So watch out for the down air. I'm like, okay. <laughs> where's this down air live and they're like it could be anywhere i was like okay and here i was and here i was thinking it was going to be like all this complicated wind stuff and i was gonna yeah. have to try to wrap my head around it it's like yeah. no nah, just just down air up air yeah exactly <laughs> keep your eye on it yeah, or something look out for that, uh, yeah look out for that down air i'm like okay i'm gonna land in that and nice. i got some more stories from an old guy about like getting piled in i was no. like it's like i don't need to hear that you know like, <laughs> yeah not anymore yeah. it was it was kind of funny i went on an assignment with some with some jumpers and um uh, we were just making up like a little module. Um, there weren't enough jumpers to go as a jumper module, I guess. So yeah. they just added on some people from the district. And oh, these cool. guys had, we had a, one of our missions was to take this battery mm-hmm. up to a lookout and like put it in the lookout. Oh, yeah. And uh, we get all the way up there and we're looking at this battery. It's heavy. Like, mm-hmm. It is a big battery. Um, and we're all looking around like, who's going to do it? And the jumpers are like, all right buddy it's us i guess <laughs> and they start climbing the the lookout tower and one of them goes oh god and he's like don't look down buddy don't look <laughs> down and, and I, they come back down later and we're like you guys okay and they're like if there's anything that will change how you feel about heights it's jumping yeah, <laughs> yeah. suddenly it means a lot more to you <laughs> yeah and we they were like on the ground you know what i mean like they were uh near the earth so yeah. i guess it I just thought it was funny that they got nervous about going up in a lookout. Yeah, good, totally. good for them yeah, for sticking yeah. that out because nobody wanted to carry that battery up. God bless them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good for them. And yeah. I, think, I think you could just like hammer the ground so many times as a jumper that you like, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. where where the height is where it hurts real bad. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So you're like, oh, all right, we're about that area. Mm-hmm. You know, like where if I fall off this thing, it's gonna hurt real bad. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. absolutely fair. Not, so, I mean, they're the ones that become enlightened about that kind of feeling yeah. more than anybody else. I feel so. Yeah, that's on them. That's for them. Yeah, especially, out. yeah, especially on the the old round parachute too. I mean, like, 
kind of feel when you're starting to cook a little bit too much when you're getting close to the ground. You're like, oh no, mm. and you can't can't do much to to change. You can't do anything really to change that when oh, you're on the really? round parachute. But the the new Ramirez, you know, you can flare it and do a few. Mm-hmm. Got a few other options. Are those ones like easier to turn? Uh, to y- steer? Yeah, way well, yeah yeah quite a bit easier to steer, mm-hmm. but it's easier to like make mistakes though because you got more control if that makes any sense it's more sporty you know wow yeah like the you know know that yeah when i first started jumping i got told it was kind of like a like a sports car and an old truck so the round being the old truck is it's like Mm -hmm. pull the toggle it kind of turns pull the toggle it kind of turns you know and then you can like a jellyfish versus a go-kart yeah that's what they use to say about like gliders is um the ones that i have the safe the most safe ones are uh, like uh, a class b class gliders and i have a b class glider and it is like a sky jellyfish oh and then everybody else uh, not everybody else but uh, a few other people have mini wings and they're just they're like little but they're speedy oh really yeah you lose elevation pretty quick in those ones but they they literally they say it's like it's the go kart and that matters way more your like agility and uh, your your level of of pilot certification matters a lot more if you're gonna fly something a little you know what I mean like yeah. it it responds a lot uh, differently yeah. than a sky jellyfish <laughs> yeah no totally cause, yeah I flew mm-hmm. both around in the the Ram Air for the you know uh, Forest Service and mm-hmm. yeah I noticed that too like I you know I had a few hot landings in the, with the Ram Air <laughs> <laughs> luckily it was going forward and not just Board down knees, yes <laughs> yeah, so thank like, God yeah. toes oh you know I was trying to do a PLF mm-hmm. like. Um, but yeah, so I guess back to your first flight. Oh yeah. Um, so solo flight and like, I guess, yeah, like walk me through it. I kind of want to know like the feeling of like getting picked up off the ground too. You see this big old grin (laughs) thinking about it. It just makes me smile. I was so absolutely stoked to be there. Um, it was really funny because before I launched, um, they pretty much said, all right, like set Zoe up, you know, they kind of have like the launch spot moms which is funny because they're just anybody that has a certification higher than yours as a beginner and they will take your wing and they'll like bed sheet it like fluff it out for you and like clear your lines and do all the all the work that you would have to do um if it was just you and um so that's like super nice so nice of them yeah that's Um, awesome yeah so then they're like all right zoe like we got you laid out nicely and just go whenever you want to and i was like what did you just say to me no i need structure (laughs) you you have to tell me when to go and then and then uh obviously i just like got over that little like oh it's me like it's i'm the pilot now (laughs) and uh that was a little bit of a shock to the system Uh, even though i'd been thinking about it all day yeah um but they said it's just like the training hill and that's all the training hill is for is like learning to launch and land oh gotcha yeah and i mean that's like the the biggest part of like flying safely is yeah. your contact with the ground and knowing how to manage that. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm going to go on just a tiny bit of a tangent just to describe something. Do really it. Quick. Yeah. When I was in high school, there was this group of kids, um, that were, they're pretty edgy Oh. and they were the type of like trench coat wearing, you know, anime loving and like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. just like that specific group of, of kids. Um, every once in a while, a couple of them would like Sonic run or like Naruto run where they like fling their hands out behind them and run. Oh, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, can picture, I can picture the Sonic. Yeah. And I always like, I, I didn't, obviously I wasn't like those weirdos. I was just kind of like, wow, okay, you run like that. That's 
cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. then I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, do you? Um, and I never in a million years thought that I would find myself a, a full-grown adult uh, doing that exact do, thing. Doing the Sonic Run? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You You basically, so what ends up happening is uh, you have to, you have your hands up like this with your brakes in your hand and you, yeah. um, you just run forward as like fast and as hard as you can until your uh, glider inflates and gets over your head and then you release your lines that keep your brakes but your brakes have to be way up high um and like it's hard to run fast when you're like going like this so (laughs) you have to tip over and like bend into the wind and throw your hands up and sonic run and then eventually uh the ground will just kind of leave out from underneath you you don't just you don't like get picked up it just kind of you just it's like a your motion is not like going upward. You're going out and the ground leaves you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Dang. And I know. It's really I know, I'm really picturing this little sonic <laughs> round and then like all of a sudden your legs aren't like touching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's pretty goofy because like that's an unnatural way to run. <laughs> yeah. So for those kids that had it figured out in high school. Obviously you know? they were the real, you know. They knew what they were doing. Yeah training i i should have taken a note out of their yeah out of their book you, yeah but you went to small high school i mean like eureka's probably how about your high school i don't actually know my graduating class was like 60 people oh yeah so it's similar whitehall's same i think mm-hmm. mine class was B. smaller yeah class b yeah we had like somewhere between like 40 and 50 kids mm-hmm. so like i think i don't know i don't know how many but like uh somewhere on there and you know everybody mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. like you don't you know, you get along with everybody. You don't like really. You know, it's not like those movies where like there's you know jocks clicks. and you clicks. Yeah, there's. It's uh, really yeah, just everybody's together. It mm-hmm. felt like to me, at least. You know, and you got along with everybody. So you wouldn't. If you saw someone doing something weird, you were like, huh, yeah, whatever. Do you? You know, <laughs> like, like you didn't like. <laughs> all right, Johnny, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They might even ask him like, "What's happening, man? You all right?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like that at uh, Eureka too, where there were like groups of people. But they were just kind of like established friend groups, and yeah. they were always connected by, say, a sport. Um, yeah. Sports were probably the most important thing to that entire school, so that yeah. makes that makes sense. But like, yeah, especially small towns, yeah, kind of big deal. Yeah, we weren't very good, so it wasn't as important <laughs> in like most sports, you know. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big part on me, you know, because being the athlete, like <laughs> you know, probably could try a little harder and practice a little harder. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I I mean I don't know. I didn't really fit into anything. I just kind of cruised. Yeah, kind of. Which I'd be doing a lot yeah, well <laughs> in many different facets of my life. <laughs> well, that's good. That one shows because, like, when you came to this fire crew, being a new person, like, it wasn't like awkward. Like, you just kind of like, at least to me, it seemed like you're just like already part of the team. And you like, you know, by being, I don't know, more than one dimensional, I guess. You know, like in in your personality and what you do is important because then like when you get into new places you know like you're Mm -hmm. you fit in you know you kind of vibe with anything pretty much you know yeah i definitely felt super comfortable coming into the stevensville crew i i the the moment i walked in there i was like there's probably not a person in here i can't be friends with like straight up friends and i was like this is good this is good yeah totally you know it's like the downside uh like seasonal life anywhere really but like especially like in a spot like stevensville where like the fire crew is such a good group of folks you know it's like the acceptance there, like you said, like as soon as you walk in, it's like, you know, Seth might give you a hug and, you know, every, yeah. you know, just like all about, you know, like taking care of each other and, mm-hmm. and being friends, you know. That is the best and the most painful part of being part of a crew yeah. that you end up having to leave because 
you genuinely like these people and you genuinely want to be around them. And yeah. it's like, ouch, dude, that hurts. Like, I'm not going to, you know, maybe see you for a really long time or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like who we're talking who about, knows? Yeah. 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 Like we talked about it a few times, but like, you know, right for this podcast and just like, man, you know, like luckily you guys are kind of getting like a slow fizzle out to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking, but you know, sometimes when things just kind of end, like, well, we got no more work. We'll see you guys next year. Like, yeah. Oh. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was sudden and heartbreaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a rough breakup. Like, <laughs> oh, God. The hot, the hot person just broke my heart. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know what to do now. I'm going to go yeah. work out. And, you it's know. true. I, when I, even just this weekend, like, this was the first time in a very long time that I've had more than one day off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it, it, there was actually time in there for, not doing laundry, not cleaning the kitchen, not doing the maintenance of existing. Yeah, feeding yourself. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I hadn't cooked yeah. in so long and that's so bad for like nutrition wise. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Your health. And yeah. But so then I had just had no energy and no, uh, drive oh, yeah. to like meal prep yeah. say, or, or even just like think about, a a damn meal that would be good for yourself like yeah totally. you just you get to the end of that rope and uh i'm not saying it's so bad you're not no, you're not necessarily suffering but you don't have time to think about to like plan and it has an impact yeah. for sure and especially like me having crohn's disease you know like mm-hmm. it i have to meal prep but like I, you know especially when i was getting you know like uh like my last couple of years in jumping and like back into fire like when i knew like you only have that day off it's like so i gotta go to the grocery store get a pile of food and i got to prep for like probably two weeks or something you know mm-hmm. depending on how long you know especially in the end of the season where you're stuck at the district but you're working 12-hour shifts or longer you know it's mm-hmm. like gotta make sure i got stuff for breakfast lunch dinners you know and i'm fitting all that in with like cleaning and and you know like uh washing clothes and getting mm-hmm. stuff ready for the next day you know because like you're trying to make as much money as you can in a short right. period of time you know yeah i think that's a, a pretty common understanding is like a fire season you have to take full advantage of the fire season itself yeah so you end up like pushing things aside because it's like fire this is the time yeah. that you have to get after it and get money yeah totally and it, it, like your opportunity it's not like your opportunity slim it's just that it's that like this is a specific time of year yeah, small always window. dedicated to one thing and one thing only and that's surviving yeah. <laughs> this fire season totally and then just other things get pushed out of the way and yeah i don't know about you but laundry is for sure one of those things i haven't folded laundry oh, yeah. in over three months yeah i basically had just like living out of the the laundry basket <laughs> yeah no totally and like yeah. i'd have like uh especially you know living in the bunkhouse in the seasonal life more i mm-hmm. had like two chairs and i'd like had like my pants chair and i had my t-shirt <laughs> chair and like instead of having to uh, fold everything i'd just like throw it on there so it wouldn't get wrinkled and like you know lay it out but like and then like do like one fold on my pants and lay it over you know so like mm-hmm. they wouldn't get all wrinkled but like i wasn't putting anything away just kind of mm-hmm. like clean clothes over there and then there's the pile in the corner that's for dirty and you know, and just go from there, and and most of the time, like, wouldn't even like really touch those clothes though, because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just wearing Nomex and mm-hmm. you know work shirts, and that was about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a theme over the past maybe three three seasons, because that's how long I've been in fire. Oh yeah, um, probably should have said that going in. I guess. Oh yeah, but I started in 2020. Didn't give much background on everything, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of jumped right into this podcast. I didn't even really introduce you too well. Hi everyone, my name is Zoe Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm 23 and uh, I like making soap out of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of out of body fat. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I mean. Um, oh shit! What were we talking? We were talking about laundry. Yeah. We were talking about. Um, and you're from Eureka. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just adding that in your uh, intro there. You're, you're middle, oh, middle, yeah, middle, yeah. Middle of the I podcast intro. Eureka, Montana, basically Canada, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's out there. It's a good spot. <laughs> oh, let me sneak past you. Is yeah. a, a common phrase uh, uttered yeah. in that town. Anyway, um, I, I know we were talking about something about uh, uh, clothes at, or wearing Nomex. Nomex, oh, yeah. It's been a couple of times now that I've experienced the, the like almost uncomfortability not being in Nomex. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll. I'll need something that's usually in like the saddlebag pocket of my Nomex. I know. And then I'll reach for it. And I'll be like, oh, where's my big pocket? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, where's, what have I done? Where am I? Who am I? Oh, I know. Like I have like snacks yeah. and like, you know, electrolytes, you know, like, little sticks mm-hmm. in my pockets. And yeah. Yeah. Like uh, same, you know, especially in this time of year, like the perms are still on and we're going to start doing hiring here soon. It's like, yeah. they're like, Hey man, you don't need to wear Nomex anymore. And I'm like, just Are you sure about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more <laughs> functional than, yeah. you know, like fighting fire. Yeah. I got stuff in these. I, I also forget what I look like oh. not not wearing fire clothes. Yeah. And like, then I'll take like the Nomex out. Yeah, yeah. I'll take out. <laughs> uh, well, if I put on shorts, then you'll see how, like, like, when you go to prescribe fires, prescribe burns, you get so bruised. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it just kind of doesn't even matter what you're doing while you're there. You just end up getting bruised and cut and scratched. Yeah. And so then the other day, um, we'd been burning in the West Fork quite a bit this, this past couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I went to put on like leggings, like shorter leggings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you look abused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how do you have so many bruises and cuts? That's kind of obs- like obscene. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's wild. Like yeah. my, yeah, my, after one burn off the West Fork, my hand, like my left hand was all beat up, like scratched and like, uh, like little cuts all over it. Dang. And God, there's something else that like, maybe it was just like swollen a little bit, like on one of the knuckles. I'm like, I don't, I can't even like recall how this even happened. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, I you never know. I didn't even do much. Like I was just pump, you know, most of the time I was like fuel mule and just like mm-hmm. moving fuel around the burn. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, what happened I don't hand? know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. But like I was like washing my hands the next day and it's like, oh, you know, like a mm, little cut on my oh, pinky, a little yeah. cut on my, on my pointer. And I mean, it's super soft to say, but I was like, I don't even know how this happened and how this hand took so much damage, of, you know? I, I wonder, there was a, there was a day that I thought that I wasn't working as hard as I was another day that we were there. It was like not as steep terrain. It was just like pretty straightforward laying strips across. I was a lighter that day. And, uh, whereas this other unit that we went to later was like super steep, super complicated sticking with your, uh, uh, contour oh yeah, yeah and yeah. stuff like that and it was very painful to exist there oh, yeah, <laughs> but hurts. then but then on the easy unit er, yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that at the end of that day i took my boots off and there was literal just blood and carnage i was like oh, i no. didn't even notice until i took them off and saw it i like was a, like, like, like i wasn't even in pain and then i was like how is it that full an t- easy you un- <laughs> an easy unit Results in a war in my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Pull toenail just hanging out. You're like, I don't, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. happening. Oh, and my feet are so ugly right now, too. Not oh, that yeah. anybody cares, but like, I, I still have like a marathon toe. I oh. did a marathon in the very end of uh, June this, this summer. This summer? Yeah. Oh, right before I got out. No wonder I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Hey, congrats. Oh, That's huge. You. 
Thank you. That yeah. was, it was the first one. It's the only one I've done so far, but I like, and I almost didn't expect to get like any, any bruising or anything like that, but it came like a week later and then oh. suddenly my toenail was uh, attempting to eject. To and so <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. I was like, after all this time, why? Yeah. You, yeah, you stuck with me out of this. Yeah. And so I just looked mangled. Yeah, and then like you just put the fire clothes back on and you don't worry about it out of sight out of mind <laughs> yeah totally no i know what you mean like going through rookie training we doing a lot of running you oh, know and like ouch. My, yeah my big uh my big toenails i thought were gonna leave me too because like it just felt like uh yeah exactly. it just felt like they had been like <laughs> hammered <laughs> yeah goodbye <laughs> yeah. play a little taps is that what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. goodbye to my toenails Rip. <laughs> yeah oh god did you do the Missoula Marathon then? I did. Oh, awesome! That's a, that's an awesome marathon I've heard. It's it was really chill. Yeah. It was really funny because at the very beginning, the they were like trying to hype you up, like yeah, by Usher was just blasting over oh, these man. speakers, and yeah. they like set off fireworks, and it was all hyped up and stuff. And then they shot the gun, and everybody started running, and then it hits you that you're just gonna be doing that for six ish. Oh, hours <laughs> then you're like hmm, they hyped us up for nothing <laughs> i was about to say like I, I wouldn't need the hype music i'm like i'm god and it would work you know it would work on mm-hmm. me i'd be like fired up like i'm just gonna yeah go, yeah i'm gonna go uh you know out there and, and qualify for boston you know like, <laughs> obviously yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm gonna go just put down a real good time here yeah and it wouldn't work you know i get maybe like a mile in and i'd be like oh no i'm not gonna make this yeah now. don't don't let you your know? heart rate get too high bro not right up the gates yeah. <laughs> no i just thought it was funny that they like hyped you up so hard or they at least tried to so hard and then it's like you buckle in and yeah. you realize like that's it well how do you like, not get yeah hyped we're just up? gonna how do you like it hyped up for all that though like usher and yeah you know I'd be like, well right. i mean yeah and i guess that's true and and to me the marathon was treated like another training run Oh, it cool. was it was not treated Smart. like a race. It yeah. was treated like a hey, like fuel for it, hydrate for it, yeah, dress for it. But this is simply just the longest training run you've ever done. Smart. And I was like, That's oh. That's a good way to <laughs> did you yeah. like carb load or like do any kind of different meal meal prep for? Kind it? of. I don't remember exactly what we ate. We probably ate a lot of Domino's right before that. Yeah, it was, but go. it was a span of about three days. We were carb loading for about three days. Oh, nice. And drinking so much Pedialyte. Oh yeah. That's, that's also something that's kind of obscene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was about three days of of just pumping your muscles full of all this, this fuel fuel (laughs) that nice fuel that hydration and we just looked so chunky right before that race we were puffy and we were (laughs) we were we got them dominoes bellies and yeah that's where you want to be yeah and i mean it was a good time and and there's few times yeah few times in your life that you just get to you know eat everything you want in the span of like three days and then just burn it off yeah exactly and and i don't know it was really it was really fun it was like a Nick ran it with me. Oh, cool. And w- it was really sweet. I was wondering, though, why he wanted to run it with me because I was like, it's not like I'm going to not finish this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, are you are you coming with me for, for motivation or, or support? Which is great. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but mostly we just kept each other. We kept. We, we just kept each other entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it, but barely. Mostly we kept it. We kept it. Yeah. Um, somebody along the way gave us a shot. Um, huckleberry vodka they're like hey everybody want shots and we're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm in this all day might as well yeah and i was worried that it was gonna like make us feel gross yeah whatever 
Yeah. Doesn't matter. Matrigo. And then and then um somebody else along the way was actually they had a, a grand piano sitting on their lawn. Oh wow. And as you ran by they were playing do 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 it's like that tune that you play in movies when somebody's running in slow motion. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what that song is called, but I was like he for real out here doing that for us. Yeah. He did so much. That is, <laughs> that so, is awesome. so extra. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I kind of heard that you know, and like, and not just in Missoula, but like other places for like these big runs that people come out and like set up stuff in their yard and like kind of mm-hmm. help the entertainment as you go. It's true. There was another like unofficial. Uh, it was like a unofficial race table. It was just like somebody in their yard. No, oh, really. And they're like, "Y'all want pickle juice?" <laughs> and we were like, "Fuck yeah, we do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have pickle juice. And yeah. They gave us shots of pickle juice, and I'll tell you something. I know this is so random, and it's like, why? Why would people want to hear about this? But pickles give you life. Oh, they, they really they give do. You life. I was <laughs> yeah. I was 19 miles into a, a 20 mile run, uh, during the training for this marathon, and you, you had a pickle in your pocket. No, I didn't. I <laughs> oh, didn't. Did? Oh. But so Nick called me, and I go, Nick is my boyfriend who's in the army, by the way. Yeah. Um, Nick called me and he's like, how you doing girl? <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I don't want to run anymore. And mm-hmm. he's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm about a mile out. And he's like, all right, I'll see you in 10 minutes. And I was like, what? No. And he hung up before I could even like request like, anything. Or- it, yeah. Yeah. He hung up before I could even ask him like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why, what do you mean you're going to meet me? And yeah. not a couple minutes later he came and he had a, some pickles in a, a Ziploc bag. And I was like, I don't want to eat them right now. I can't believe you ran all the way out here for this. And he's like, he's like, eat the pickle. Yeah. Eat the goddamn pickle, Zoe. And I was like, fuck, fine. And I ate it. And I was like, I feel like a brand new woman. Yeah. <laughs> it changed. It changed how that ended completely. Yeah. And it, it was just like a little pickle spear. Yeah. No, it's true. I don't think that's good inf- information to get out there. Because, like, I mean, I, I, I think that was, like, the old way, like, pre-Gatorade to, like, yeah. you know, like, uh get your electrolytes and stay hydrated you know mm-hmm. it was like a salty jar of pickles yeah and i think it also it has a little bit of a different effect than gatorade just because of uh gatorade with all of the the sugar flavoring the sugar yeah. especially so like uh for people like us in our profession if you get dehydrated and you try to drink gatorade to help that and that's all you drink you're gonna shit your pants yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's not good so so it's kind of like Gatorade we kind of leaned away from, yep. um, but then the pickle, just like the flavor of it and the, what, you know, what it's got in it, what it is, it's light. It's, yeah. I know this sounds weird, but like when you run a lot, wet food is yeah. really helpful. No, absolutely. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. But just, so like the pickle, it just did the thing. Yeah. See, that's it's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like mm-hmm. I, see, that's a good little tip for folks. Mm-hmm. I think. I, yeah. Same. Like I've, you know, I've had like, even like goos that were not like wet yeah. enough. You know, like oh, I, those things are thick. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> you just have to like, you like, lick it like a dog licks peanut butter out of their mouth. Yeah, I wish I was I was on a half marathon and like uh-huh. I got halfway in there and I was like, oh, I guess it's probably a good time to take the little gel thing right yeah. now, you know, and like threw it in there and luckily I had a little tiny thing of water, like you know, a little fanny pack mm-hmm. thing, and but like. I man, I, it would it would have stopped me if I mm-hmm. <laughs> put it in that water because like it would like coated the back of my throat and I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, I bad. totally get that. And then some of them they're pretty thick, like they're pretty thick with flavor too. So, yeah. um, some of the ones that are sweeter, are like kind of heavy, mm-hmm, they hit different. They hit like a really big spoonful of yogurt. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and you just like choke <laughs> 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 on it a little bit, but hey, I mean, if it gets the job done, like yeah, yeah, it's if like, you've got miles to run, you better just do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 
better eat your gels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I had like some gels and stuff that like I, I figured out like that I could do without like as much water because like during rookie mm-hmm. training I had like my little speaking of the saddlebag stash pocket on Nomex I had full of snacks and like oh, yeah. little good, like caffeine boosts you. you know and yeah that helped a ton. That would help a ton. Yeah. I I would be weird if I if I went through rookie training, which is possible. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say when you know? <laughs> when yeah. <laughs> we'll give it probably three three seasons yeah just because that's good i mean that's, that's about normal uh, that's I'd, about right yeah right? I'd, yeah I'd five seasons in already i mm-hmm. think and then on my six or yeah yeah right. that would make sense then yeah yeah the pocket snacks are so you guys don't understand pocket snacks are so important yeah. <laughs> they keep you from feeling like you never want to be an athlete ever again yeah that's like i've definitely been down that and i wonder if that's what the pain cave feels like because yeah. I don't know what the pain caves, pain cave feels like. I know that people talk about that a lot, like especially uh, people that do endurance sports, like uh, ultra running or yeah. you know just anything like that. Iron Man. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. They think they talk about the pain cave, and I was like, what does that? What is that like? And I'm sure it's different for everybody. However, I there was a day I think I was actually getting sick, and like I was getting sick with like a cold or a flu or something like that. But I was in. Uh, it was like the longest run I had done so far. It was 18 miles. And I distinctly remember, well, I might have been shorter than that. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, the nice the point is, is yeah. that I remember starting that day feeling pretty all right. And I was like, just got to get this done. Yeah. And by the end of that run, I didn't want to be in fire. I didn't want to be an athlete. I didn't want to do jack shit. I was like actually mad about existing. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, is that what it is? Is that what that's like? Um, but pocket snacks will change that for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely helped me. You know, I started kind of running like with more like snacks and then I'd have, you know, stuff in my truck when I go for runs that like, cause I'd do like an out and back, you know, mm-hmm. I'd run like five miles out, you know, and then five miles back to get 10 miles in for the day. And, um, I'd have like a chocolate milk and <laughs> like a coconut water <laughs> waiting for me, you know, like mm-hmm. in my seat when I got back and yeah, but I don't know. I mean, nice. yeah, maybe, maybe you're, you're just too optimistic and happy to be like too deep in the pain cave, you know, just a little grumpy know. or something. Yeah, you know, yeah you just know? a little grumpy. I just don't want to be an athlete anymore. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, this. I was really, I was very upset, but I didn't stop. So that's a good sign. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. You know, pushing through. And I mean, it was just running. Yeah. If you can even call it that at that point, gimping. Gimping. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, painful. that's to get you through though. And that's a great mindset yeah. to have. Like when you do go through rookie training for smoke jumping, like, you know, just simplifying stuff. Cause that's kind of like what I did and, and mm-hmm. like had mantras that I was, you know, listening, you know, like had repeating in my own brain to be like, you know, yeah, you're not going to do, you know, go all day, you know, kind of like mantras, you know, that's like nice. I actually do that. Yeah. There's, I think there's two of them that I have. And one is, uh, in the car on the way to work, if I just had like a, a hard day the day before, uh, right before I get out of my car, I'll be like, you come to work every day knowing and accepting that you might get your ass whooped (laughs) (laughs) and then and then suddenly you're accepting of anything that happens to you that day you're like it's fine whatever i came in here knowing this you know and then the other one is um this one came to me there was a fire we had to hike about a mile and a half out uh down a ridge to to get to there's no road to it right oh yeah and uh obviously it's downhill on the way in but it's uphill on the way out yeah and i remember i was carrying so much stuff I was like, I was like two Dolmars deep, you know, it was pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, we were pretty lean as far as personnel. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it makes my heart beat faster thinking about this hike out. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
where we were all pretty loaded down with gear at the end of that one. And um, somewhere in the middle of that hike, I go, I have infinite pools of energy that I can pull from at any time. Yeah. Like now. And I was like, all right, <laughs> back at it. Yeah. I know it's 9 p.m. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having that just like mindset of like, oh, you know, it could be worse. You know, this is fine. Yeah. You know, just keep cruising. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just huge. say something to yourself and then you're like, okay, mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, like the inside, the parent of your own brain comes out and it's like, yeah. you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little life coach in your brain. Exactly. Like, we got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. It's like, mm-hmm. and that's super important. It, you know, it kind of sounds silly, but it's, it works. You know, there's a reason yeah. why people have mantras and, and, you know, repeat them to themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked for me, you know, just like, yeah, yeah I can do this all day. No mm-hmm. big deal. You yeah. know? Oh, another one that I really throw around the crew, and I think sometimes they hate me for this, but also sometimes it works for them, yeah. is uh, say someone is like sore. Say somebody's got like a, a mild injury, but they're working through it, right? Yeah. They'll go like, oh, my knee hurts. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just turn around and go, anyway. Yeah, anyway. And then the day goes on. Yeah. You know, you just kind of like take a moment, see it, acknowledge it, and moving on (laughs) you know you just get back to it (laughs) can't do anything about it just gonna keep cruising exactly yeah that's yeah that's a good point i like that one yeah yeah and that's good uh yeah (laughs) good point's not the right word i was looking for but that's a good that's a good way to approach it i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah you know like that's uh instead of just like letting it faster you know otherwise it's like like that yeah yeah you know if you understand yeah if you don't like like say like acknowledge it then be like well we're doing it and Mm -hmm. you go the other way you know the opposite would be like my knee. Oh, man, my knee. Oh, man, my knee. Yeah, you, know? you just end up stewing in it mm-hmm. all day, and yeah. if not for multiple days, and then it's like, oh, you know, you just end up beating yourself down mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and I mean, and an injury it. is an injury, but like, yeah, but if, just like, it, if you can step away from going down that, that darker path, then you might as well just go anyway. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, exactly, because it's <laughs> just like more like a sore thing, you know, like a bruise yeah, or something, like, exactly. yeah, like you said. But then if you're injured, like you said, you got to put the brakes on <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah address that and not make it worse yeah you know? of course yeah. yeah and i feel like uh i do that too when i lift a lot uh i during the winter time we participate in a, like a powerlifting club that yeah. the gym puts on and uh that happens to me a lot where i like fail a lift mm-hmm. and then i'll go like oh i'll just beat myself up about it and be like i can't believe like i just got it like last week like come on yeah that's some bullshit and then you get mad about it you sit there you look in the mirror and then you go anyway (laughs) (laughs) you just go right back to doing the normal things and yeah that's point it just keeps you going yeah yeah that's a really good approach Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah what are you gonna do about it you know and Mm -hmm. and sometimes you you know also frustrating part about sports sometimes your body just doesn't show up you know like yeah i've had the same thing where you know i was doing like a a good lift and you know it's like man i do this any day of the week Mm -hmm. and then like when i go to do it like (laughs) you know for track or something we'd max out or for football and like all of a sudden like i'm struggling i'm like in the shit you know like, <laughs> kind of like that inner, inner like talk with myself I'm like what what's going on here what you know shit? Yeah. i like that come one. on body <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it kind of and it also helps to not get too deep into your like i don't know into the explaining it to yourself if that makes sense if you just say anyway or you know moving on yeah, yeah it moving just on, it yeah. kind of like it kind of redirects you pretty uh easily whereas you don't have to like sit there and explain to yourself like okay you got to keep going because this is so important you know what i mean it just yeah. like it's a very um like a shortcut to 
getting out getting it back is in, getting back on the rails yeah of just yeah being like what you know dissect you don't have it. to figure anything out yeah dissect yeah. that's a good word you don't have to dissect it you just turn around keep doing something yeah keep on keeping on yeah you know. keep picking up sticks yeah keep picking <laughs> up sticks. oh jeez. Yeah, we've all been there you mm-hmm. know oh did you guys have to use the chipper thinking of like uh nope no chipping Oh, I thought it was coming. We, we cut so much stuff and it did come. It did. That's the thing is that on the very, on like the last two days of our, uh, we had a, like a little assignment on forest here. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the last two days of that assignment, we'd just been cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and making this fuel break. And somebody somewhere along the line said, oh yeah, they just ordered a chipper. And we're all like, no, <laughs> yeah. please. We're so deep into this assignment. Just don't do it to us. And then yeah, we, we ended up timing out before it got there oh, nice. so the our little crew was we were worked to death we put in a lot of line for being so so uh lean staffed again yeah, yeah, <laughs> that to- happens a lot yeah <laughs> yeah totally especially in a year like this you know yeah and, uh yeah i mean you guys were super lean and then all the sawing and work and big ernie was smiling down by delaying that chipper for you guys mm-hmm. you know yeah he was just trying to throw us a bone yeah throw totally. us a twig yeah totally <laughs> but not one to throw in the chipper so yeah, yeah exactly no <laughs> Yeah, I've been on crews where it was like, you know, you have that like saw on fire line or um, mm-hmm. a dozer line, you know, like prepping a dozer line and put a bunch of saw line in with it. And, and then like, so you spent and all of a sudden they're like, well, good job on the dozer line, but we've got this chipper that could oh. use some work. You know, oh. oh, no. And it then, hurts my back to think about it. Yeah. And it, the hardest thing for me about a chipper is you got earplugs in. So it's like, you can't really talk to anybody, oh. you know, so like it just makes for long days. I'm just like loose in my own head, like. Mm-hmm. Running around and you know, which is fine for like an hour, and then after that, I'm just like, yeah. Hmm. After that, you get into the pain cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I guess I'll just throw myself in this thing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. You start thinking, I never want to do fire ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we should try college again. <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't move on to something else. I guess you yeah. know. It'll that it's always it's an intrusive thought for sure. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll just get one and be like, "Is this because it's late in the season, or is it because it's true?" Like, yeah. Am I done just because it's that time of year? Or am I done for real? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and almost every time, I find a reason to be like, "I'm not fucking finished, dog. Yeah. Like, we're we're still gonna do this." <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, especially in your career, there's so much like that you can do. You know, like somewhere mm-hmm. more, um, you know, uh, places to explore. Like, you know, like repelling, like Nick did, or mm-hmm. you know, smoke jumping, hot shot you know like just you know a helltech crew another district you know any yeah, of that there's, stuff. there's too much to see to quit yeah and it man it, it really is a big fire world like mm-hmm. i i uh you know i'm kind of working my way out of fire but it's um but i've been around a lot you know i've seen a oh, lot yeah yeah fought fire in most states you know like mm-hmm. and uh that's pretty impressive yeah i mean not, uh, there's still a big chunk that just like states that don't get fires you know like yeah um you know pretty rare to like go to maine or vermont or connecticut or any of that stuff you know to fight fire you know like at least for us you know mm-hmm. they probably have their own crews that do it but um region one doesn't really send folks out there very often but yeah so i mean kind of tagged all the the big things for me but mm-hmm. but you you know like i got time yeah <laughs> when you're, you're kind of educating yourself in a really good way for like harder trainings like if you end up doing like repelling hot shelling or smoke jumping like they all have like a rookie training, like criticals week or yeah. two or however long, you know, the training lasts. And it's, you know, a bit of a backbreaker, you know, like mm-hmm. to put it in nice terms. And 
but you already have that education of like, all right, you know, if it's going to be hot and, and miserable, you know, like going to some pickles, you know? Yeah, like, we're packing pickles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then, you know, squirrel away some, some snacks in your, in your saddlebag, exactly. you know? And <laughs> <laughs> like we call them the saddlebags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where they are. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you just come up with that or like, where did that come from? I, yeah, I know. I just started calling them saddlebags. Um, it's really, it's, I think that's a, like a, a Montana specific type of thing to say just because yeah horses yeah like you just spend time around people that own horses and have things like saddlebags for said horses or or the pack mules yeah that sometimes get put at this the steve i station and yeah pack string and so i just like i mean and like on a person i i mean that's like some people i think the memory that sparked that honestly was um some people complain of having like body fat that sticks in the saddlebag area oh yeah and then i was just like that fits. I'm uh, I'm gonna take that. Yeah, you know, when, like, yeah, the first time I heard it was like today on this podcast. Yeah. I was like, wow, that, that does fit. You know, like yeah, got some big old pouches on your you exactly know, side of your legs and yeah. stash stuff away in it. You know, I honestly wish there were more. Wish yeah. there was like a whole other one. Yeah, just because I don't know. I also like to keep my things like sort of separated and organized. Oh, true. Uh, and eventually your, those pockets get so full. Like the the I had a uh, oh, what are they called? Um, Merce. No, not the MERS. Something else that we carry all the time with us? Toilet paper. No. <laughs> <laughs> Flag. No, no, it's um it's uh uh it's that thing that if you start bleeding profusely you Oh tourniquet. Uh, the tourniquet. Yeah. Ah yeah, I carried yeah. one of those in my pocket, but my pockets would get so full that the tourniquet would end up stabbing me in the side and I'm like, Well I'm gonna wow. end up needing to use it. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, just give me more pockets. That's how they get you. you yeah. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how they get that's how they uh, get their products yeah. sold more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, it works. Yeah. Like, well it's, I had to use it because of it. Yeah. Uh yeah, like well, when you go to jump, like uh, you'll have more stash pockets because uh, the jumpsuits has giant leg pockets, and Aww. then you got your, you know, your uh, cargo pant pockets, so you know, and spots for so snacks. So many stash pockets. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like I don't know if you heard about like leg meat, but no, have you heard about leg meat? So like, Ooh. <laughs> what the what, heck is that? <laughs> so like, uh, what what folks will do is like they'll just like put away like, you know, anything from like burritos, like in tin foil to oh. like uh, bratwurst or sausage or you know usually typically like it's homemade like elk or something that mm-hmm. someone made and they like want to like bring it and share it with the with the bros you know bros mm-hmm. being boys and girls um on a jump and so you put you know most people have a le- have like a stash of leg of meat in their leg pockets so leg nice. meat and then it's so nice such a good treat like it, i got this memory of the now base manager charles savoy just a great dude and we're uh we jumped the fire in whitehall and like to jump your own hometown is like that must super be cool. Rare. Yeah, it was really must cool. Must be like, eh, what's up? Yeah. Guess what? I'm cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may, may cross my mind. I don't know. <laughs> but a little too focused on trying to like That's land fair. up, That's not uh, yeah, hit the fence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the guys came super close. And Ooh. Yeah, so I was like, oh, all right, fence, fence. You know, mm. Don't look like an idiot in front of your people. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, like I was just like kind of like we we're taking in, kind of the line tied in, like the fire kind of secured for the evening, and and it's like midnight, and we're in a thermal belt, so it's still like super hot, which is nice. weird, but it's like beautiful. Like there's these yeah. cottonwood type fr- trees that are just throwing like ember showers. So I'm like taking some pictures and like just kind of enjoying the scene. But I'm like sitting just off the fire line, uh, leaning on my pack, taking some water, eating a snack, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, Savoya comes up 
and hands me the sausage and it was just like <laughs> the best thing i've ever had in my life i was like this is amazing <laughs> like it was so awesome but like just like just the the setting was so cool though like just like nothing but fire like to light uh the view of what i see you know yeah. and i see like the silhouette of savoya coming at me and i'm like oh what are you up to you know and like mm, brings you tasty snacks yeah bring me a little tasty snack that is <laughs> like, so cute oh, thank you and i was so good yeah homemade you know actually i've actually been been given uh jumper leg meat Uh-oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah it was pretty goofy we, he hadn't jumped that day but um, still had some meat on him. yeah he still had he still had, they were hatch green chili oh. uh sausages oh. and sausage stories bring us together <laughs> they really do. meat really marries everything together in, <laughs> yeah. in the fire world yeah know? and and i we were just like oh i wonder where he got off to he's one of the types that likes to wander off yeah. Uh, during the daytime, stay occupied yeah. while the rest of us, uh, we were on severity, so we were hanging out, just kind of like oh, yeah. listening to the radio, trying to get to know the place. And yeah. but So he would wander off, and then this one time, he just came back with a full frying pan. We were like, you, what? We, he came back with a full <laughs> frying pan of these hatched green chili sausages. <laughs> he comes up to the window of this of the truck and he goes he like <laughs> kind of rubs it in our face like eh? yeah. hey i want some sausage <laughs> and all of us had just eaten and we're like oh yeah give me that shit yeah, i'll force it in there <laughs> yeah. he's like kind of trying to waft it in you know yeah. trying to get us to uh actually want it and that is awesome it was precious oh God, right? that that's great. the type that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for so there's this there's this feeling that I would get when we had say like just I ate a fire yeah, and we had to sleep outside and a spike out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that one fire that I was talking about where it had that big, that long hike in long hike out. Yeah. Um, hike down and then hike up out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, um, another ridge that, uh, we went, we like spread out across to go to bed. Yeah. And other people, I don't know where they got the energy to put up their tents, but God bless them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never do either. Like never. unless it's gonna rain. Yeah, nope. I mean, like yeah. you just you just put that tarp on the ground and like that's it. Yep. Mm, no tent. I no. don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I'm with you. That's like whatever. You know? Yeah. Um. But but luckily for me, um, that ridge, uh, was west facing, and it was in the. And this was probably late September. Um, it cool, d- I guess cool it doesn't night. matter. The yeah. the fact is, is that it was like light enough, even though it was late. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the feeling that I'm talking about and that I continue to chase mm-hmm. is having worked all day, extended yourself, extended your, your body to this, like working on this fire. And then yeah. you're tired. You did the thing. You go down to lay, like you go to bed and you just get to stare at like twilight skies while the sun's setting behind this range of mountains beyond you and you're yeah. just like ah oh, this is fantastic yeah. it, it's like that is a very content feeling that i don't find doing many other things no and, and i feel like that i feel i'd have to ask a jumper <laughs> to know if that's what happens to them most of the time but i feel like that's something that happens to them when they do jumps in places that are more remote yeah, yeah. You spike out and you get to have a nice night yeah. <laughs> and eat you know leg meat <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh it's, yeah it is so awesome like um yeah and that's pretty much what it is you know it's like mm-hmm. um you know uh ivy you know i was teasing her on the podcast like because um one of our you know tyler Ware had been like you know Brett said like recommended jumping to her or something and yeah. she wasn't sure she wanted to do it and i was like trying to kind of relay it without like you know she really wants to repel so i don't want to like 
take mm-hmm. that away from her because it's like it's awesome too mm-hmm. so but i was like trying to like and i haven't repelled so i can't say for sure but and i bet it's super similar to like the you know the small fires that we yeah. go to i mean it's probably about the same but like there's just a, a different world out there like when you're a smoke jumper and so i was trying to get that across to like ivy like mm-hmm. you said like out in the middle of nowhere and like typically for me it was a place i'd never been before you know because yeah. like the plane will travel so far you know like California, Panhandle, Idaho, somewhere, the Bob Marshall, you know, like somewhere in Alaska. So like all these cool spots that I'd never been before. You're just like, you said, like, you're just like so satisfied with the work you put in that day. And then you're so beat too. They just like lay down, kind of melt into the earth. But like to a beautiful uh, scene that like not a lot of people get to see, you know, like millions of stars typically. That's the shit. Yeah. And like, that's the shit. You don't, you know, it's not like you remember even falling asleep really, right? You just like all of a sudden wake up and you're like, Man. I never do. Yeah, and feel I good. always feel way more rested and I always had way cooler dreams. Oh. If I if I worked hard and slept outside. Yeah. I, which is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But I'm sure it just has to do with the simple fact that like you're not like at your house. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's not distractions, there's nothing else yeah. going on. You're not like waking up and having to do a bunch of stuff. Like you there's one mission. You like you wake up and it's like back to the fire. Yeah. And it's like pretty simple. I also wonder if it has something to do with the simple fact of being outside if that there is not a wall or a roof separating you from the universe if that makes sense so i wonder if your brain waves just end up beaming out into the depths you know yeah i wonder that'd be pretty cool yeah any of that could ever be proven (laughs) i feel like you get really vivid really fun dreams when i've like sleep outside yeah they're like dreams i want to have yeah, <laughs> and totally. not just like dumb ones <laughs> yeah that's a good point like i don't yeah. think I, like i can't really remember any specific dreams but i don't think i've ever had like a bad dream sleeping under the stars you know me neither yeah, yeah that's, r- that's actually pretty profound yeah that well, was you who brought it up i just was thinking <laughs> about it. but i you know, like almost like we're little antennas you know and like you're kind of mm-hmm. getting your signal blocked when you're inside maybe i don't know maybe that's a little too woo woo but you know but i mean honestly so far proven to both of us yeah 100% accuracy <laughs> right now you know between the two of us in my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. that happens to moi <laughs> yeah right yeah like yeah no one can argue that you no. know the only i mean the only thing that would have changed that honestly was getting i so back up <laughs> yeah i went on a trail hitch this was before i was uh, in fire i went on this trail hitch with a contractor um into the bitterroot Starting at Lost Horse and going all the way out to the Selway. Oh, wow. And back up a different drainage. Dang. That would be beautiful. It was absolutely stunning and life-changing because it was, uh, I had never been, I'd never stayed in the wilderness so long. Yeah. Um, It ended up being about 12 days. Dang. Yeah. And then um, (coughs) I, for some reason, at the very beginning, I was pretty young and dumb, uh, which is, becomes apparent when you look at this story in retrospect, right? Yeah. And I, I, at the very beginning, I was like, damn, this pack is heavy. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to carry it. I have to do that. It's for safety, right? Yeah. You have this, you have the gear. It's simple as that. Um, yeah. And our goal was to uh, log out the trail. So like cross cut things that had fallen across the trail. And, and we literally had to like leg press these huge cedar rounds out of the trail it was insane one time i laid down on a bumblebee stung me and i (laughs) leg pressed this cedar out of the trail i was like are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like everything comes yeah crashing onto you while you're out there um but i remember at the beginning of that one uh, right before we left um he was like hey i mean the the forecast looks good so if you don't want to carry your tent you don't have to i would just suggest carrying like a tarp or something yeah at least 
and I was like, okay. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and so I put the tent back in my car and, and uh, we went out there and sometime during the middle of that, uh, that hitch, it rained and it didn't stop like a lot for like straight up. This sounds biblical, but like it didn't stop for seven days and seven nights. <laughs> Does sound biblical. Yeah. And Good. so, and you can imagine like, I didn't dream nicely those nights. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Jeez. Like, like everything just stayed wet and I was, I had these like brand new logging boots, you know, the, the fire oh, boots. That yeah, just, leather. And they never dried out. Oh. They never, it just never got better. Just, just swamp foot the whole <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. But it was still a really cool experience just because you got to see a lot of cool spots that nobody, maybe very, very few people would have seen. And then. How many people experience that? Like being stuck out in a rainstorm for seven days, seven nights, like anywhere, you know, besides like yeah. the third world countries probably. You know, and like I mean, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Turn around? That's yeah. 50 miles away. Your car is 50 miles away. Yeah. You know what there. I mean? Yep. Like much less any civilization. Yeah. Creature you, comforts. and You are out there. Yeah. <laughs> you are now an animal. You are no longer a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Time to be out there and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then that one, that one was kind of weird because uh, at some point all we had to eat were moldy bagels, which oh. I was like, does that, that seems like poor planning. Like yeah, that's a planning well, thing. Yeah, exactly. What and I was like, food? What happened? And yeah. then, as it turns out, somebody was like disproportionately eating. Oh, <laughs> food. yeah. We were like, oh no, we're running out of food. Yeah, that um, happens. But we were close enough to the end that we were like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then that was just a super, I, it was it was formative because it, it instead of, and I was kind of like, is this what happens normally? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I find later that people are like, that type of shit doesn't happen to other people. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, no, but no crew lead of mine would have let that fly. And I was like, oh. Oh, the food? The food part well, you're talking well, about? Or just the like thing? the whole, you know what I mean? Like leaving a tent. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe planning food better. Yeah. Uh, like letting it known, like, these are your portions, you know, because it's got to last us all. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, there's only three of us. Um, But, and then, I don't know, just, and then. It just seems now more than ever like a, an extremely dangerous thing to do in retrospect. Like if something happened to you, if you yeah. got broke <laughs> yeah. somehow, that would be very stressful. You know, yeah. and I just wasn't even thinking about it at that point. And that was just like it comes to show like how how young and kind of naive I was about. Uh, being in the wilderness. <laughs> oh yeah, well not, yeah, a little more bulletproof, you know, too, right? Yeah, you like uh, yeah. Now I'm like now I'm like I will sleep outside like no problem cold don't give a crap yeah. you know you know what i mean like that was one of those events of my life that was like toughened you yeah it's like oh we have a hundred miles to do All okay right. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly one anyway. step at a time yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah. yeah um and yeah so there's like not that one was kind of the the baseline for like no project too big that yeah makes sense. no and that's really good yeah especially to have that that big of a thing you know like uh i read a I think it was No Easy Day or, you know, one of the Navy SEAL books before I went to mm-hmm. rookie training. And, and they're, you know, and you may have heard this before because it's kind of common. Is like, a, you know, the old saying, how you eat an elephant. You know, if you think about trying yeah. to eat an elephant at one bite at sitting, a time. Yeah, exactly. One bite at a time. And that, like, really resonated with me when I was doing my training. So mm-hmm. I was, like, in rough shape. Like, I'm not much of a runner. So I was, like, I am, like, struggling, mm-hmm. which is, like, five miles. Like, <laughs> I don't know when we'll, you know, like, get there and just, like, take it day by day, you know, and mm-hmm. just push every day and get there. Just like your 100-mile trek. Oh, my God. That thing was so long. Dude. But yeah, you need those in life, right? Because it yeah. lets you know you can conquer. You can do more than you think, right? Yeah. 
I feel like the farthest thing you ever do is like maybe run a mile or in gym class, like, you know, and that's, that's how it was for a very long time. I, we, I wasn't, I was raised in a household where they, they thought about fitness, but not to the extent that, uh, say people in this profession think about it. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, they didn't, my family didn't put an emphasis on like nutrition or like sports nutrition or working out really or like progressing yourself physically somehow it's just like i just never learned that stuff and so a mile to me was a run five miles was completely undoable and and even like almost i remember being like a teenager specifically and thinking why would anyone run yeah exactly you know what i mean like it was that it was that mindset like why would anybody want to do that yeah that sounds like way too much yeah and then i didn't understand until later that like we are built to run yeah. and that we are capable of and 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 in fact i should attempt to be capable of like endurance like you've never believed like running say yeah. long distance races or yeah it's good for what you. have you you yeah. know what i mean like it's not it's not as big of a deal as, as a young Zoe thought it was yeah no but everyone is kind of the same boat until you do it you know like um trying to think like something simple you know i guess like the mile run i guess is the biggest thing i can think of right now it's pretty universal like i think most you know PE's teachers have yeah. to do the mile run and that's like the big big deal and it's like now it's like you think about a mile run you're like i i could do that like with a sprained ankle probably you yeah, know yeah like, i know that's what i was thinking and then like uh imagine the the shift and if you compared these two people side by side and it was uh like a 13 year old zoe who yeah. thinks like a mile is like a really long like a really long yeah, run yeah because i she didn't run <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> she didn't know how to run yeah which how do you not know how to run that's kind of weird but yeah uh, you gotta literally explain everything top to bottom to kids yeah totally. they don't they don't fucking get it yeah. which is fine it's fine that's how it happens yeah, yeah exactly you're new you at being a human i get it yeah um but then if you put uh like 13 year old zoe um who's obviously still a child yeah uh next to 23 year old zoe it, extremely vast difference in mentality just because of the life experience yeah and then like me now what i think when i think of uh like running long distance i'll think like uh you know it usually takes me like three or four miles to warm up and then i'm good and then i get in the zone and then yeah. I, I crash it probably like after during the marathon i i ended up not crashing until about mile 22 and i was like mm-hmm. that means we prepped pretty good in yeah. my opinion <laughs> that's really good yeah because yeah. a lot of people hit like a wall like on mile you know 13 because it's like halfway yeah. point right and, you know yeah exactly like, yeah and so i we were i mean i was proud i don't know what nick thought about that but i was proud that we had other people had kind of mentioned like a 18 mile wall yeah um, makes sense but like i said we didn't get like it didn't get extremely painful until mile 22 oh wow yeah and i mean that was like that's awesome that's what we expected right <laughs> yeah yeah then, totally but uh even like during that yeah well and then and then at the end of that race everyone was like well would you do another one and i was like mm, it's gonna take me a while to figure out <laughs> what i would want out of running another marathon distance yeah it's like too soon it's too soon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my feet were hurt and i was like hey, it's too soon yeah and then uh and then uh I started thinking about it and I was like, what would it take to yeah. get me to run a marathon distance or more? And I was like, well, that's the thing is that I have made this a conquest of like getting more distance than I'd ever gone in my life Yeah. A- in one 
sitting. It's not a sitting. It's a run. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not exactly, no. Yeah. And then and then it ended up being like, well, if a warm up is like three or four miles and an ultra is a distance beyond a marathon distance. Yeah, it's like anything I was beyond, like, right? Yeah. I was yeah. like, probably your next one in line is like a 31-ish mile. Uh, they usually they usually um, use kilometers for oh. the ultras for some reason I don't know. Yeah, well, most you know, like five k's even like you know, 10K. yeah, exactly. And then and then I could never convert it. <laughs> yeah, me either. I'm like, right. Eh. So I think is like three miles or something. Yeah. So I think the next step up from a marathon, as far as the distance goes, would be like a thirty-one mile race. And then I'm like, yeah. what the hell is an extra four or five six miles compared yeah. to having just done that? Mm. Yeah, no, oh, so many times in one day. You know yeah. what I mean? So now I'm like, ultra running wouldn't be that bad. No, it's <laughs> super cool and like, what a challenge, right? As long as you had enough pickles. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just got to have a little jar, a little, yeah. uh, someone with a scooter in a jar or something. I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like an aid station that follows someone you with pickles. Someone with pickles. Yeah. Pickles in a bag. Pocket pickles. <gasps> oh, fuck, yeah. I could sell that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like Million dollar idea. Yeah. I'm trying to think how you like keep the pickle safe. You have to like get one of those like uh keep the pickle safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some little like vacuum sealer or something, oh, you know. Oh like, this is good. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, you could probably be like an ultra you'd probably run with a little mar- like a uh, little runner fanny pack thing or something. You we know, have so. one. Yeah. It's got water holsters, like gun holsters yeah. on it. It's yeah. really ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember just like I, the first couple of long runs that I did, I, I had to take water with me somehow, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, I need enough. And yeah. it was like more than 10 miles, so you got to take a big one at least. And I would run with it like a football. Oh, and then, yeah. then I was like, I fucking quit. Like, I, <laughs> I want a different way to carry my water. And then um, Bob Ward's is like exactly three miles in or something like that. And oh, so yeah. we just kind of like, oh, shit, like fucking tired of this and so i yeah. went into the bob words bought a fanny pack filled it with water came out and i was like all right motherfucker. Ready. <laughs> and i was guns. just a cowboy with yeah, water. Just gonna say, yeah. double gun <laughs> in water. Up. yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah those are lifesavers though like they really are squirrel away some snacks mm-hmm. in there you got your water i think one guy like that i was running with he had one that was full it might have been me my brother had like electrolyte mix you know like those tabs like yeah. in the one and then just like straight water in the other and yeah man, that's super nice yeah you know? no, it was so clutch yeah. I didn't want to be that person to like gear up. Yeah. But I did. Well sometimes you and have I was to like, right? that was a good uh, that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, and I think that's like um when I was in college uh, to get back to the marathon thing, um one of my professors was talking about like you had a percentage of like the whole population, like less than ten percent or something, will run a marathon and complete a marathon. And yeah. he had like all the numbers for like attempted and even like completed. So and there was like a tiny portion of the whole of the human race. So it's like, you know, if, um, I don't know what an ultra would be, but it's got to be like even smaller than that. You'd think. Oh, man. I was actually thinking about this earlier, and I was like, yeah. I should look that up. And then I got distracted by the idea that I haven't run in like s- mm, probably since the marathon. Really, yeah. I think I. I got a uh, I got uh sick with covid mm, halfway through July. Yeah. And I think I tried to run a little bit when I felt the illness receding because I was like I need to know where I'm at yeah. cuz I felt awful. I was like dude, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I went for like the littlest run and that's the most I've actually like run since the marathon and I was that's pretty Gee. sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh man. I felt like I was pulling an anchor like after I got covid like 
like my heart was like really ripping and i was like i'm not even a mile in i yeah it really killed my cardio for a while i didn't want it i didn't want to be somebody that it affected yeah because i I am young and i think i'm invincible yeah (laughs) i'm with you i was like and and like i didn't thankfully i didn't have like a bad episode with it i really Mm -hmm. had like 24 hours of like not like feeling like garbage but like Mm -hmm. Um, even like, like my knees, I had like aches in the joints and stuff, but like, it was only really like 24 hours, you know, fever, all that. And then the next day I had a little bit, but nothing bad, you know, I felt way better and then felt fine for the third day. Like, um, Mm -hmm. but then when I went to go work out when I finally like was out of quarantine and I was like, what happened to me? You know, I came back. I got asthma. Yeah, dude. I came back to work and somebody literally looked at me and said, you you look like you've lost a little pep in your step. And oh, I was really? like, don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, no. no. And I just started spiraling out and being like, I don't know that I can do this anymore. And then we went on a PT hike. Yeah. And it was a like full on like p- pack your pack. And I was like, guys, I don't think I can do it with my pack, dude. And they're like, oh, God, Zoe, are you, <laughs> you going to make it? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it was like just it. nothing but panic because I was so worried that I had been like set back to square one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, feeling, like having it? to start restart your fitness journey all over again. And it's like, Oh, come on, please don't do this to me. After, actually, we, we did a little more research on, uh, how to, how to proceed after having that illness in, in like particular. And yeah. it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like about a three or four week process where it's like, just do half of what you usually do as far as your, your fitness routine then move on to 70 to 75%, then move on to, you know, 90% of what you usually do, and then go back to 100% stuff. And I oh, was gotcha. like, did it happen like that? Yeah, that's what no. I was going to ask you. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, know? we were right in the middle of the fire season, and so we were way too concerned with, like, hanging out and being ready. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, and totally. Send us into the field, and that'd be cool, but then we'd, we'd be having to, like, kind of pump the brakes every once in a while and be like, it's hot we might be get becoming dehydrated like everybody chill for a second and there just wasn't yeah there wasn't time even at, and and i get made fun of sometimes for this but i would wake up at 4:30 in the morning just to get to the station early and like work out yeah and i remember people, like people were like are you serious and i was like girls got to do what girls got to do yeah, no, <laughs> and t- then and then just that was completely killed just completely slaughtered after getting sick yeah, yeah. no and I, mean, yeah, I remember you showing up early um a few times you know after i came on uh i was like yeah, that's a great idea but i mm-hmm. kind of the same way i was like i just didn't have the energy to because like ah, i should get i should get early and get work on because i was going straight to the field as well at that point mm-hmm. so i wasn't pteen really and now i'm trying to get back into shape from where i was i mean i lost like 15 pounds this year you know so just you know from it's weird just mm-hmm. from like not working out and then like i think I, when i don't work out i'm not as hungry and well, then you stop eating and then yeah so just things spiral because then your energy changes yeah 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 ex- yeah exactly and I'm doing a lot of hiking you know like doing all that flagging and stuff and mm-hmm. then they come home and not really think about it, you know like think about like seeing the fam and you know wrestling the kiddo and mm-hmm. yeah like so now i'm like trying to like make myself eat more and you know work out mm-hmm. and stuff get and in but get back into it yeah that's what happened to me today just today i was like i can plan food now yeah. I like had to remember how to do it. I had to remember how to be like a functioning member of society and not just be like gas station eating. Yeah. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not exercising. I mean, it's not like we didn't exercise while we were working. We were obviously yeah. working hard. Um, yeah. But now that the days are shorter and now that you're not required to be at work for 
the you know all of the hours that the sun's up <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> all the hours of light. Yeah. yeah now it's like okay um and i didn't know i was like the transition was kind of difficult too because um and even though it just like it just happened and even though i said i just finally had enough time to get back in that uh, zone a little bit or start going in that direction it's like still a shock to my system i still kind of i pace around my apartment now being like I got to do, I got to do something like yeah. I got to, there's, there's got to be something to do. There's got to be like something to clean. I, I have all this stuff I got to do, but then I just like get overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh. and then I start pacing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I start being like, I got to like, I should meal prep. I should yeah. plan a workout, like something, something. Yeah. I should fold my laundry. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, just, just leave that one alone. But yeah. yeah that's, it. that's like a, uh, you know, a transition period. And that's part of the reason why it's pushing you to go into hockey because like then it's like, your brain switches over like, all right, fire season now, winter now hockey. hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. you know, hockey starts in November, you know, like just about to get laid off. So mm-hmm. that'd be like perfect transition. Mm-hmm. I hear, I hear some of us are kind of planning to go to your next hockey game. So, yeah. I kind of heard that through the hey. grapevine. Yeah. <sighs> Be, be prepared to uh, <laughs> be not very impressed, especially for you. It's because still fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun, but like, I mean, you're used to watching like Nick, who is way better than I am. Oh, pshaw. No, I mean, it's it's honestly, I really don't enjoy watching sports unless it is, uh, this is going to sound so funny, but competition cheerleading. <laughs> oh, really? or, or if it's somebody I know is playing. Yeah. I really don't enjoy sports unless I someone I know is playing. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. I, I kind of have a little bit of that. Like, but I, I mean, I like like all sports. Like, I'll watch anything. Like, you know, if I just happen to be like cruising by the softball field and like yeah. the Grizz softball gals are playing, I'm like, oh, I want to go check this out for a yeah. little bit and see how they do, see how they're doing. You know, and like, so I like all sports. But then, I, mm-hmm. but if I know someone that's playing, I'm like, I'm really gonna go check this out. Like, yeah, even to like someone's cousin or nephew or kid i'm like yeah and it can be like it it just has to be somebody that i like i'm there to watch it's kind of like yeah yeah it's kind of like you just need like the goal of a a person to watch and then you end up having your time occupied by watching yeah because then you're like always looking for that person and seeing what they're trying to do and stuff like that yeah totally yeah that's a good point and like it then it gives you a reason to root for the team and exactly yeah what about so competition cheerleading like (laughs) That's that's your go-to. <laughs> it's not the go-to, but it is yeah. something that when I when I watch like the real professional, like hardcore, uh, competition cheerleading teams, when I watch them compete, they it's it's hype. Yeah. And I I didn't want to feel that way. <laughs> You're fighting it, but it's hype because yeah. I mean they do the stunting and the gymnastics, and I think the stunting and the gymnastics are like the most. Oh, it's exciting, high level. Fun yeah. Part. Yeah. yeah, I've I've like oh, yeah. seen it on like ESPN or something before, and it's like holy cow! Like, yeah, music's loud, and they're going through the routine, and it's I mean, it is talent for and sure. And it's snappy too. They yeah. just uh, I don't know. There's something about it that gets me going. So, everyone's uh, like bouncing and moving, and yeah, and, uh, and they're incredible athletes. Yeah. Incredible athletes. Absolutely. And these are people that have trained their entire lives up to that point to that competition to do exactly that. And it's yeah, and like you know the throws like are insane like i mean they're throwing those gals up like super high and like mm-hmm. you know like just getting into it yeah i don't know i don't know much about cheerleading but like from <laughs> what i saw like <laughs> <laughs> well something that is a little less known about me now is that i actually was a cheerleader through all through high school i knew that was coming that's why yeah. i was kind of teasing it out yeah well yeah, cool. and, and i played other sports um before that it was kind of i think um I think the first sport I played was actually baseball. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I think cool. I was like a fourth grader and I was playing baseball. That's and awesome. I got the I got the nickname Woodchopper because when I swung uh, at bat, 
I would like kind of angle it. it down and like look like I was chopping wood. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then eventually I also got another nickname and it was ballerina because every time I swung I would like spin around in a circle. Oh, <laughs> like the momentum of the bat would just carry me all the way around in 360. Put a lot into it. Yeah, yeah, I was I was I was trying to be good at it and eventually like, I gained some skills as far as baseball goes. Um Yeah, what's well, a different sport? I mean, hitting something like usually like waist high to, you know, chest high and like mm-hmm. that's coming at you at pretty good speed like I have a hard time with with baseball just because I haven't done that mm-hmm. motion very much, you know. Yeah, I can like catch and throw, but like batting is horrendous. Batting it takes practice for sure, um, but I had really good coaches, so I ended up becoming much more like I was much more coordinated, and I was running, and I was actually having a fun time playing, and That's awesome. that was before like the the shift into like being an older kid and having the the problems that arise with that, so like the fatigue. I ended oh. up getting a lot. I noticed that I was like noticeably tired and didn't want to run much less have fun running around a baseball field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. At, when I like, it was literally that span of like fourth grade to fifth grade. Oh, really? I played baseball in fourth grade. And then in the fifth grade, I was like, why does it hurt to move? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know what happened, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so no, I had really a good time with baseball when I was a kid. Um, we lived right next to the baseball field. So oh, cool. I kept watching other kids do it and be like, mom, yeah. can I play baseball? I want to do that. Yeah. And it was super cute. And yeah. then I ended up being like, I ended up learning how to throw and stuff, but. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, you got a pretty good arm there? Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but then, uh, uh, we got too old for that baseball for the baseball teams. Oh, and yeah. so then they actually had a like a middle school age um softball team. Oh cool. So I ended up playing softball for a little while. Nice. Kind of learned how to pitch. I still throw it haywire every once in a while if I try to do it. You can do the underhand like yeah. Yeah, and get it to go really fast. <sighs> sometimes you can sometimes you can get it if you just just right, but yeah. it's pretty inconsistent for me. Um it Seems like really hard to do. Like I've messed around with it a few times and like intramural softball I I can't do it at all. No. We do sometimes if we're just like having a little moment to ourselves up out in the field we'll find something to throw a rock at, like just a tree. Yeah. It's like off the road a little bit and we'll try I'll try to hit the tree from far away. Oh really? Yeah, and then I'll always softball pitch it and every once in a while it'll it'll hit. You get a little zip behind it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems hard. Like I, I had a bunch of friends on the softball team in college, so we'd always go and we live like right next to it too. So we'd mm-hmm. just like cruise across the or up the up the road and, and cheer them on when, when they had home games and I was just like always impressed with the pitchers. I was like, that yeah. is crazy. I mean getting especially at college level, just getting some heat on that ball and the movement they can get it. out of it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. Man, playing, throwing some nasty pitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rude pitches, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Girl, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't have a chance at hitting that. You know, yeah. I'd just be hoping he'd hit me so I could take a base. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And then um I mean I'm just I guess I'm just going through the progression of all the sports I've ever played and I'm not I'm not a pro at any of them. Uh, yeah, just, no, no, I've no, always sorry. just remained like I I went into it and eh, did some and then went back out. But so yeah, it was baseball, softball, volleyball. Oh, volleyball, nice. And I played. I got pretty okay at volleyball. Yeah. And then, um, I actually went to live in Hawaii. Oh really? For a year when I was like a seventh grader. So then I stopped playing volleyball and stuff like that. And um, oh, yeah. they didn't really have sports there. Um, I also I went to a private school. Oh. Um, while I was there, it was it was very culturally immersed. So that was really cool. We got to That's learn cool. uh, some hula. Really? Yeah, we that takes some, some talent too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not necessarily a super complicated uh, style of dance, but the the trick is to know what the dance like the story that the dance is telling because that's the point of hula is like it's telling a story through 
motion if that yeah. makes sense so like certain moves have it's like a specific words and things like that so yeah it seems like a different kind of coordination because like even like mm-hmm. you know if you just the hula i've seen just like even comes from like the fingertips to the toes like just all the movement that's like in whatever yeah that it's intricate yeah intricate yeah that's mm-hmm. great yeah that's a great way to describe it <laughs> so it's like you know i just I'm probably don't have the fine motor so to me i'm like really impressed I'm like geez yeah and i mean especially there's also different um I'm not an expert in this either, but there's also different uh, Pacific Island style of hula. So like oh, Tahitian yeah. hula is hmm. way different than say, um, like Hawaiian. Guess, yeah, or, yeah, or, like straight or up the Hawaiian Fijian or something. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it makes sense because just like the North American tribes are all different. You know, like exactly. Even like their music and ceremonies are all different. So it makes yeah. sense. The Pacific Islanders. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it though. Yeah, and then so I mean, so I didn't. That was like the thing to do then was to. Uh, I just learned some routines as far as hula goes, and then we sang in Hawaiian a couple times. Oh, really? It was really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah, but there was no sports. That's, yeah. Yeah, we had, strange. but that was really fun because we had PE outside. Oh, yeah. it was always warm. Yeah, I was going to say year <laughs> round, right? Yeah, and we honestly, we got we got through quite a few sports during that, but yeah. Um, yeah, we but not like an organized, really no, anything. No yeah. teams, no nothing. It yeah. was pretty much like, all right, kids, we're playing capture the flag. Yeah, and which is fun, but yeah, you know. at the time. And here's something that started emerging too: is that I was beginning to be pretty extremely anemic. Oh no! Yeah, like and your iron levels are just dropping, huh? Yeah, and they they just like never recovered. Um, mm. Probably because the only thing I ate was um, coconut. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish. no, no, it was um, you know those uh, peanut butter pretzels, oh peanut yeah. butter filled pretzels from oh, Costco. It yeah. was that dipped in Nutella, and that was all I would eat. Dude. Oh, yeah. But I was like an angsty thirteen-year-old, so like just let it go. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Everybody just, just like we can't fight her. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's too mean right now. Um, oh, I get it. Yeah, and then I came back. I came back to Montana, and now it's when I moved to Eureka. Oh, gotcha. And then um. I tried to play volleyball there, but I was so sick. Oh, okay. I was I was so no anemic energy. and so yeah, I was yeah. extremely fatigued and like, you know that burning feeling that you get when you're working out mm-hmm. in your muscles. Mm-hmm. It felt like that sometimes just to stand. Oh wow! Like it was extremely debilitating, and everybody's yeah. just like, "Why are you being so lazy?" <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you "Come happy? on, kid, let's go outside, let's do some exercise." And I would be like, "Why? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like gonna it suffer." It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurts, and then um. Jeez. Yeah, and then obviously, like, people would look at me and be like, you are very pale. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Yeah, and then then, uh, things started just making sense. I went to go get a a physical for playing playing volleyball, and then uh, that's when the doctor was like, "Um, excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) you're very sick with anemia. Like, you need iron. Yeah, Um, that's what they do. Oh, they just gave me, I think it was a, it was either an iron supplement or like an iron binding supplement. Oh, Because gotcha. that's like kind of something that plays into it too, is your ability to bind iron. Yeah. Um, but like, I just, I was straight up less filled with oxygen than your average human. Yeah. I was not cooking with gas. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most folks know, but like the carrying, the part that carries the oxygen in your blood is the iron, the, the hemoglobin. Yeah. So if you don't have the heme to have the oxygen attached to, like it's like you said that in human anatomy we had like a car and you got so many seats in the car typically mm-hmm. people like we'll just say a four seat car there's yeah. you know, four molecules of oxygen on i don't know if that's accurate but that's what i'm describe right now and like because i have a low iron too so mm-hmm. uh that's the way my professor described to me is like i was like a, a one-seater car for how low iron my iron was too you know not as bad as yours but it was 
bad. I had an iron infusion in uh, a couple years back, so and actually last year. But Dang. that's why I was wondering if you had an iron infusion. I didn't get an iron infusion. I just actually took just pills. And it works? Are you still yeah, doing I, it? No. So I don't know. Taking iron <laughs> supplements suck. It makes you feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then and and then you don't feel like your poop just turns green. And you don't feel like anything changed. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then um. I had the same thing. Same experience. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't think it was the iron that was the problem. I think it was the iron binding oh. capability that was my problem. I bet. But yeah. Yeah. And then and then that was another thing that kind of came with that was that it was hard to swallow. Oh really. I feel like that's that goes together. It's something about um you, I mean you got muscles to swallow too. So I wonder if that's connection there. I do wonder about that sometimes. But that I think that there's be. like a specific anemia that has something to do with the ability to swallow. I don't know. Almost like, yeah. <laughs> Almost like some kind of par- I am paralysis. No medical professional. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's not uh I'm not gonna make any assumptions, I guess. I'm gonna make all kinds, but I'm gonna say I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and I, I mean that's the thing is I started taking the supplements that they gave me and there, it was like parasite or something like that. Hmm. Um but I started taking it multiple times a day at first because you have to like load like load it yeah, the yeah. first couple of days and then you end up not needing as much and days after that right oh gotcha yeah and i distinctly remember like going through pe and suffering and not being able to run with the other kids and like not being able to keep up just having all around a bad time and then i remember distinctly like a week later we play the same game and suddenly i'm just flying and you're dominating just (laughs) flying around this little gym and i was like is this what other kids fucking feel like dude is this oh, what wow. it feels like to exist for them? And I was yeah. like, I got, I got all this energy. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody can stop me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, had and it, had to feel amazing. Yeah, um, but then there was still like fitness that had to be made up for. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I still couldn't like do all the things uh, exactly to the level that the other kids were doing them. But yeah, because you probably had some muscular atrophy, you know, like yeah, a little bit of muscle wasting going on, you know. I yeah. imagine because you couldn't use your muscles, you know. Mm-hmm. That and I was already like, I mean, I no no, you don't weight lift at that age, really. No, so it's, you yeah, couldn't like corre- you couldn't correct some of the things that happen to you when you just don't lift weights. You know what I mean? So yeah. you end up being in a lot of like muscular pain sometimes. Like especially for me, my back was always hurting. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. your core was probably like weak too because exactly. of it too. And There's still times that like I'll try to engage my abs and I'll just like shake because it it's not like. F- solid enough yeah, yet yeah. which is really goofy considering what i do for a living but anyway yeah. oh totally <laughs> yeah or the fact that i lift weights now but yeah, like that yeah, used to happen to me a lot more then to yeah. like be shaky because my abs weren't strong enough to just do the thing yeah yeah oh makes sense mm-hmm. yeah but now you're kicking ass power lifting all that thank you <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah that's uh, been a journey too i'll tell you what yeah I, yeah I mean and that's the thing is i lifted all through high school I took a class specifically for it, and oh, cool. um, unfortunately, I didn't walk away with a ton of knowledge, knowledge yeah. Yeah, or a ton of uh, application. I, I would like lift, but I would never make any progress. And oh. it wasn't until a while after uh, I'd met Nick that like he was like, "What do you mean you lifted in high school?" Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying (laughs) yeah exactly and then and then he actually he taught me how to lift and he's been he's been a coach and a trainer for long before he was ever a coach and a trainer (laughs) like by job title um and i think uh 
it's been a student of the game forever, you know, and especially like yeah. being an athlete that he is and playing at the high level, you know, so yeah. he's, he's gleaned probably a ton of knowledge on his way up there, you know, and yeah, and also like he's just such a smart dude. I, I imagine he's just like trial and error on his own body, like all right, this works, this doesn't, you know, like his brain is fascinating. It is, yeah. There's it a lot to it. Like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to sit down with him if he's got time when he comes back. Like, yeah, a little check in. Yeah, a little check in. Yeah, couple months. Month check-in. Yeah, and I feel like I'm getting better at this, and uh, the equipment. I was like, still struggling with getting things figured oh. out, you know. And like, I was just using like an old battery to power mm-hmm. like back up the bo- the GoPro, and uh, it just quit on me in the middle oh, of the podcast, no. and so like we had to like stop and charge the the GoPro and then go mm-hmm. and stop and charge. So a lot of stopping going, but uh, well, shoot, I you know I don't mean to cut you off early, but uh, we've been here for. No. Almost an hour and 45 minutes, and uh, you go to work tomorrow, and I had to go relieve the wife on baby duty. That's fair. Yeah. Absolutely but fair. I can definitely <laughs> hang probably get a few more hours and just, like, talking to mm-hmm. you and picking your brain. Just pick it like a monkey? Yeah. Like a <laughs> Have you seen the monkeys? Like, then when they grew them other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pig brain. That's what I always think of whenever it's that or, like, immediate imagery of somebody picking their nose when somebody says pick your brain oh really that's <laughs> weird now, now that's like where my brain's gonna go <laughs> thanks for that uh, you're welcome for that imagery yeah, yeah appreciate you that's why i appreciate you zoe uh yeah i don't yeah my brain didn't really go anywhere until now so now i have that so <laughs> you're leaving me or something. uh do you have any like thing you want to blast out there like you know social media or anything that you want like people to know about like if you ever start doing soaps, you're gonna have like a <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a company. I was like, I was like well, why? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I don't have anything uh, made up yet. I still haven't even uh, attempted to make like a cold process soap or anything like that. But when it happens, I will let the world know. You better believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll have you. Ba- yeah, we'll have you back on. We'll probably have you back on oh, before yeah. that. But you know, I'll have you back on like uh, to discuss. I just feel like the w- you know, like you and Nick, especially together, and and just the way your brain works alone, like. I feel like there's there's something in the mix, you know, like you're you're working on the dabbling the soap stuff and uh, mm-hmm. you know like something something. Oh happen, yeah, you he's know? totally gonna push that too because he's like, let's make some cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, let's make some soap cash. Yeah, totally. Like good yeah. side hustle, you know, especially mm-hmm. like you know with our seasonal lifestyles, you yeah. know, like it'd be probably a pretty cool thing to, to get into in the winter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, get some. I don't, you know, I don't want to push this on you. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like pushing soap to you. But make soap. Yeah, make soap. So don't twist your, my armor. So I can buy your soap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got. We'll get it out there when it happens. Yeah, yeah I'll have you on. I'll we'll perfect show, the craft. Show some soap. Yeah, perfect the craft. <laughs> and show some soap. Yeah, we'll have in the background so people can see. <laughs> and just so you know, it won't be made out of humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Disclaimer. Oh, that's not, so funny. Not human soap. Oh my gosh. Uh, that poor crew. They're so terrified of me making them into soap. Well, I mean, you kept them busy though, and kept them honest. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So that they kept away from root wads and all that kind of stuff so. it was for safety all along really yeah i mean that's a good way to put it you know think about it mm-hmm. kept them safe well okay. zoe thanks for being on thanks for being here thanks for driving all the way out here oh thanks for having me yeah anytime and we'll have to we'll have to definitely do a scan me with like even like a me you and nick podcast or something too would be kind of cool yeah we'll see if he's game for that yeah and hopefully yeah hopefully he gets to listen to this this will be out and i'm releasing a podcast possibly tonight or tomorrow morning oh, so dang. about this will be about two weeks out before this comes out. Right on. So sometime in November, and is he? St- where's he going to be in, no- in November? Still down south. 
I believe so. Still training? I think I think he so he gets a little bit of time off for graduation, which is like in two weeks. Oh, really? it's it's around. It, I think it's on the uh, uh, Veterans Day. Oh, cool. Um, then he gets a couple of days off then, and then he gets uh, like a two week block for Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll be able to see Christmas people catch up and do some skating uh but yeah like this might be good timing then because this will release and then maybe i'll have some travel so yeah you know if he wants to listen to it he'll have a chance to <laughs> catch up on it i have a chance to like listen to my own voice and hate it yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i'm kidding it sounds really good you did great oh thank you yeah. no you did great no no i'm just trying to get better at it but you yeah great. you stop it well, <laughs> thanks again and uh thanks for tuning in and listening to whoever might be tuning and listening and uh please like and subscribe Hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, Bye. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>